Thank you for joining us. This is Paul Wilson. And Chris Empke. And you're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. Special in-house guest today. Yeah. Newcomer. What's going on, guys? Joe Hager. How the hell are you? I'm pretty good. How about Man, you guys? you don't even introduce yourself with your own name. You let someone else do it. <laughs> That's what's up. That's when you know <laughs> you're a baller. That. I know. You know? Flat-built yeah. hat, dude. I feel outnumbered. Yeah. You are. Man. You are. All us people uh, over six foot tall in here. <laughs> I'm giving you a dirty ass look right now. <laughs> Dude, so uh, real quick. So I, I'm doing my daughter's room, yeah. right? And uh, I put this uh, chart, a height chart in there. Um, so like, <laughs> I'm like 5'7 on a good day. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> Maybe I move the chart. I, you know, drop it a little bit. Like, Dude, I'm six foot. What's up? <laughs> uh, so I feel did so you, embarrassed. Did you have to get a stool to stand on to put the height chart up for your, your uh, toddler? So it goes up. She's three and a half. A toddler, right. Um, right. So she, uh, the the chart goes up to six foot, so no one ever in the house will ever go there. And then there's another six inches uh, above that where there's like, it's like her room's princess theme. Yeah. Um, of course. So, yeah, six and a half feet tall. Uh, so I was over my head like this with a drill gun, drilling. <laughs> so no, I didn't need a footstool. It would have helped. That was riveting but, uh, audio when you showed me how you had to stand yeah, visually. Yeah. It yeah. was tough. Okay. Uh, so that that's Dick. kicking off today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the dad life. All right. So, anyways, Joe Hager, uh, how are you, man? I'm going. I'm doing pretty good, man. How about yeah, you guys, uh, dude? Hey, let's get him started right, Joe. Your first time guest on the show, long time listener. Uh, I don't know that. I'm just assuming. Dude, him and his cousins. I just want to point out his cousins oh, got me on Snapchat, right? They don't live far from us. They're uh, over uh, the border in Wisconsin. And they would always hit me up, ask me questions about the trucks, this and that. I didn't know that they were cousins and shit. Yeah. So one thing led to another. Me and Joe started, you know, hanging out and things like that. His cousins came over. They're talking about the podcast. They're like in the trucks. They both have Duramaxes and stuff. And well, on this podcast and on this podcast, like avid listeners. <laughs> so that was really, really cool to see. Was, was it also like everybody else who's ever quoted you back to yourself and you're like i never said that no 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 i like, never said that no like they're they were more respectful than to bring up dumb shit <laughs> uh joe is our newest recruit over here at duramax tuner joined the team a month ago yep just about yeah just about a month yeah uh so joe came on into our customer service role which is like a really really cool job here at duramax tuner where you kind of get to play shortstop for the team. You, you get to do a little bit of everything uh, and help everyone. Uh, but when you came in, you you already had an LML and an LB7. Correct. Uh, yep. Which is probably the only reason you were hired. Yep. So <laughs> That's true. You're not smart. <laughs> had too no. many Cummins guys. <laughs> Come on. Too, plan. too many Cummins and Fords guys floating around yeah. the parking lot. We needed to balance the team out. Uh so, so now you're here, so we, we've done a little bit of talking and, and a whole lot of prep for today's recording. But before we dive into all that, I just want to ask you, how did you get started in diesel performance? Okay, so pretty much um, when I was younger, I guess I could say like freshman high school, um, I always had a passion for diesel trucks. So I wasn't really on a mindset on what I wanted. All I wanted was, you know, just like any other kid, I wanted diesel. So my first purchase ended up being a 1997 Seven three power stroke. Hell yeah! Drove yeah. I drove the shit out of that. Ended up having trans issues with that, so I ended up parking the truck. Found another one at a dealership in Sycamore. Went and purchased another 1997 power stroke. Ended up having again transmission issues with that. Put a trans in it. I was just tired of it, man. I mean, seven threes are great. They'll pull a damn house down, but you just ain't making power out of them. So at that point, I was like, I want a Duramax. I have to get one. Was searching on Craigslist, Facebook, 
you know, always looking, staying up super late at night, you know, got the itch, I need a truck. So um, I came across a 2003 LB7 out of Waukesha, Wisconsin. Truck had a decent amount of mods done to it, so that was my first introduction, I guess you could say, into the diesel world. On the more of the performance side, I guess I could say, truck had, like I said, a decent amount of stuff done. Unfortunately, that truck was totaled. Uh, it was parked outside of a friend's house, and a drunk driver came around a corner and just completely annihilated the back half of it. Oh, no. It was he, bad. Yeah. Were you the driver? No, Chris? you show me pictures. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but don't yeah. talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, I mean, I was ruined after that. You know, I was like, you know, I had the truck. It was rust-free. Pretty much everything that was done to it, I wanted. So that truck ended up, they gave me the option to buy it back or just sell it to insurance. Um, didn't really want to buy it back. There would have been way too much to fix on it. So I took the money that insurance offered me, went ahead and found a 2006 LBZ, a regular cab long bed out of Janesville, Illinois. Went and bought that. I guess you could say a few months after that, I ended up bending a rod in the motor. Oh, no. Um, yeah, I like to get down. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I uh, unfortunately bent a rod in that motor. Sold that truck, and then waited uh, waited probably around five months, man. And then I uh, came across my LML. I found it on Facebook. Found that out of Oklahoma. Flew down there with a buddy, and um, we went and picked it up. Drove it back. No shit. Yeah. Okay. I I always love those like long distance travels. You've done that a few times for a vehicle, huh, Chris? Un unfortunately. Yeah. You yeah. show up and you're like, man. I hope it was shitty pictures and a great truck. Yeah. Because if it's the other way around, I'm fucked. Yep. The only time I've I personally been burnt on that, it was a nine hour drive to go look at something. And uh, yeah. The, we'll just leave it at that. Every yeah. other time, that was actually the last time I traveled, by the way. So, yeah. Everything else is local. Yeah. Nick sent me out into Indiana one time to go look at an LB7. At Duramax. Yeah. And, and we got a. We got a tow truck to drive out mm -hmm. there and then had to pay him both ways and not come home with a truck. Shout out to First Class Towing for coming in clutch for us yeah. all the time. <laughs> God. The Castellanos brothers, man. There's something else. They're right. They're right. But, Joe, uh, you brought this this Oklahoma truck home. It already had a few mods on it. So walk me through it, man. What does this thing have done to it? So um, originally, like I said, when I was looking for a truck, um, I wanted a truck with a big single. Had to have a big single and a bill trans. So... Like I said, I, I found the truck. Um, the truck had a S467.7, actually Duramax Tuner's first generation, a non-VGT 67.7. The truck had that. It had the CP4 removed. It did, they did the CP3 conversion. It's a Sportsman extra G pump. The truck had a uh, Stage 4 build transmission. Uh, I think those are for like 850 horsepower capable. They had that worked onto it. Um, I went ahead and purchased... H or sorry, not HSP. Profab manifolds and up pipes for it. The truck currently, or it had two inch up pipes on it already. I wanted the manifolds on it. I wanted to make it crack a little bit more, I guess you could say. So I went ahead and added those. The truck also had a five inch exhaust straight pipe on it and a fast 165 lift pump. So then pretty much got the truck home. Like I said, did the up pipes and manifolds on it, went ahead and put on um, rare parts G2 tie rods because I wanted to do 4x4 launches and really get a lot of potential out of that truck. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. And, yeah, pretty much uh, everything else is pretty much the same. Uh, I added Longhorn, uh, Longhorn Fab traction bars to it, and that's about it. 
Nice. Yeah. Okay. Got he's got products from everybody here. Yeah, so. have, and one thing you didn't mention, just want to touch on, you have the WC Fab oh, uh, yes. high flow bundle on. Yes, sorry about that. I do have the WC Fab high flow bundle kit on it. Um powder coated in illusion cherry. Mm. Really love how it looks. <laughs> I feel like except for the exhaust, like we would have sponsored this truck. Yeah. Just like like this is like everybody who we love on the podcast yeah. is on here. Yeah. Uh so yeah, okay. The XRG Sportsman C P three or C P four? C P three. C P three. Yep. Awesome. I take it that's converted over with a WC Fab kit, including WC Fab intake bundle. Correct. Uh badass for LMLs. Yeah. Uh if you if you can run those, you should. <clears throat> and then uh of course the Duramax tuner Gen One Stealth sixty seven seven. Now this is a non VGT a non VGT charger, mm-hmm. um, based off an LB7 install originally. Yeah. So we, <laughs> we we had custom exhaust housings made and uh, custom compressor housings poured and, and cut. Yeah. And uh, it it essentially fit a center section of a S4677 with an 83 turbine. Um, and to the listeners that are listening to this and are like, oh, we've never heard of this, this is the same turbocharger that we ran in our old regular cab drag truck. Yep. That's the same turbocharger that we've ran on uh, Brett Kell's uh, two-wheel drive shorty. KDP. <clears throat> uh, Katie Pajeska's truck, uh, her uh, GMC LB7. Um we had one on our Apache Max for the longest time. The Duraburb was originally the test bed for that turbocharger. Yep. Uh, there's there's quite a few others that we've had in the mix. Um, but we, we did stop that in in favor of production of a couple different options of turbochargers. Um, there are still a few circulating around. Uh, we shipped out a couple of them uh, beginning of the year, middle of the year. So yeah. they're more or less like a unicorn. You know? they, they really are, yeah. They were, like, honest to God, one of the first Duramax drop-in, stock-appearing, 800-wheel horse turbo yeah. turbos out there um so it was really cool to you know be a part and see like nick during the development of that <laughs> and i mean they 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 were home of some high horsepower trucks yeah so. for sure absolutely <clears throat> so so you ended up with one of those uh by chance how did you how did you feel about the truck when you first started driving it um so when i first got it uh i mean when I first got, I, I guess I could say when we got to the bank, because I, I met the guy at the bank when he, I was buying the truck from him. I wanted the truck, you know what I mean? You're flying all the way to Oklahoma, you got to buy it, yeah. you know what I mean? So we get to the bank or whatever, and the guy pulls up in it, and you could already hear it pulling up. Like, I didn't even see the truck yet, and I heard it, and I'm like, dude, I'm looking at my buddy, I'm like, man, I could hear the truck coming. Like, this thing sounds <laughs> badass, dude. So we get the truck. Um, first thing I did was pop the hood. I was getting, like, a good overview on everything. Um, so the guy's like, let's go for a ride. I'm like, say less, man. Let's get in. <laughs> so we get in the truck, start driving it. Immediately, you just hear it. It's not really a whistle. Anyone that knows non-VGT trucks knows how they sound. Yep. I, you know what I mean? That's what you go for, that crackling sound. So the truck immediately had that sound right away, and that's what I was hooked on, man. I mean, just the way the exhaust comes out and it's toned, it's just it's it's something different. I mean, the only way I could really explain for someone to get a good idea on what it sounds like, just look it up, man. I mean, you'll see it here in the footage. I mean, it's a it's a great sounding truck, dude. I mean, there's not much else I could ask for for it, to be honest, from you, you know? Okay. Cool. okay. Okay. Now, Joe, now you don't tow a lot with the truck. It's mostly a daily driver. It's something to have a lot of fun with. Um you had never driven emissions-equipped trucks either. So. Yeah, no, I've never. I mean, this was like a new world to me, you know, just driving Mike's truck. Um, it's definitely a change, you know what I mean? I've Well, we'll, we'll get into all of that. I was yeah. going to say, we'll, 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 we'll dive, get into, we'll that, dive but... into, into that. So so what we're setting up here is um, 
Joe and Chris went out in the truck. They got a chance to drive it. Now, Chris, now you have a lot of experience driving emissions-equipped, deleted trucks, yeah. all sorts of different older pieces of shit, newer pieces <laughs> of shit. Just anytime we have something that nobody else wants to drive, we get Chris behind the wheel. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I mean, I buy a lot of them. Too. Right. <laughs> I've owned a lot of pieces of shit. Yeah, none of our customer trucks that you've driven were pieces of shit. Those were all oh, nice. Those were all nice trucks. Um, okay, but, but you have a lot of experience. Yep. So we sent you and Joe out to go drive the truck. We have audio from that. We're going to kick to that in just a minute. Real quick, set us up for this clip. Uh, the truck drives very well. For uh, a Denali-badged vehicle, you know, it, any of the newer Duramaxes, the LMLs, you know, there's a, sp a specific driving characteristic that I think these trucks need to uphold, okay? Um, in my mindset, you know, spool up, shift quality, throttle response, plush, plushness of driving, um, and then I've upped the ante a little bit more because sound to me is a little more important. I'm getting into my uh, 30s here soon, getting a little older. I, I do like the quietness. I'm not going to lie. I am getting <laughs> um, but, but the truck drove very well. I mean, you could tell in Joe's enthusiasm as he was excited when he got the truck. The truck is nothing less than that. It's yeah. a beautiful truck. It, it's set up very well. Um, and going into this, the comparison of, of what we were doing uh, was to compare two trucks, similar year models, um, within somewhat of the same power range. You know, we're talking about 50, 60 horsepower difference between, you know, what we're getting into today. Yeah. Um, but all in all, a couple little quirks that, you know, you'll see in the drive along uh, that you're about to see and that I note noted, I guess you would say. But overall, nice truck. Yeah. So if you're listening to the audio version of this uh, very soon or right now, depending on when you're listening, uh, jump on the YouTube channel, Diesel Performance Podcast. We actually videotaped the ride along. Yep. So so we set up a couple of cameras. We sent you two uh Jamokes out into the truck. <laughs> yeah. Let you guys swap. You guys both got to drive the truck. Yep, yep. yep. Uh, so we got some feedback there. And then when <clears throat> we're, we're going to kick over to that audio now, and when we get back, we'll talk about the comparison truck that uh, we also drove. Cool. All right, guys. So we're back. Uh, we played musical chairs or <laughs> Chinese fire drill, if you will. Um, I'm behind the driver's seat of this 2012 LML. Uh, I'm fond of these things. I've been around and been behind the wheel of a few of them at this point. And uh, just initially, I mean, truck drives really nice. You know, the smoke is controllable. If you stab on it, there's a little bit of smoke. But uh, turbocharger really does come to life well. Uh, the truck likes to live its life around 2,500, 3,000 RPM, uh, just so the turbocharger, you know, the truck can stay on top of the turbo. Um, if you were to take RPMs and bring them lower as far as the shift points go, you end up falling underneath the turbocharger and the turbo is never really able to come to life or uh, allow the truck to get uh, the boost pressure that's needed to right. keep the truck in a power band or a torque curve. Yep. But uh, I mean, overall we're cruising 1500 RPM. It's doing well, granted there's no boost, but uh, you know, it drives. If I were to roll into it and get on the throttle floor, definitely a little smoke comes right to life that was to 90 mile an hour so that was a about a 55 to a 90 mile an hour pull uh, truck drives well now two things I want to point out here is number one the truck is loud okay five inch exhaust it's aggressive I've mentioned that a couple times but it drives really well um, the flip side to this is is you know the turbocharger it, it took a little while I was floored probably count to like two or three one thousand before the truck came to life now, for the way you use the truck, Joe, that really doesn't matter. Street truck, get in it, drive it. I always use that term street truck in a performance application. 
but uh, you know, if you were to ever tow, right, yeah. or hook up a trailer, uh, it might not necessarily, you could do it, of course, but there's better options that might actually be out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on Different that. variable vein options and things of that nature, but, uh, but overall, I mean, it, it, it's a nice driver. I could see driving this thing, you know, you live in more of a, a congested area, right. more of like a city-based area, yep. where stop and go traffic down some of those roads, it, it's not the worst thing. No. But getting up on the open road like this is, of course, yeah. going to be a little nicer. Yeah, it's definitely a lot nicer when you hit an open road. You know, you can definitely hear that turbo scream. Yep. Like you were saying. The turbo's um, loud, too. Yeah. I mean, you hear that thing in the cab. And that was one thing I wanted to point out, too, is these trucks, the ability to, uh, to block out sound outside on these newer trucks versus the older ones. You know, Paul and I have been in a lot of trucks in the past where, man, our old Scottsdale or our Apache, you just, you hear everything going yeah. on in that engine bay. Where this, I mean, you can hear the noise. I'm talking a little louder as the truck's higher in RPM. But, uh, you know, all in all, I mean, it, it does a nice job to block everything. They've come a long way with these things. Oh, yeah. But, so, you were saying earlier, you know, you had other goals that you might do, maybe some bigger fuel, bigger things like that. Yeah. Have you thought about maybe going back to like a different variable vein style or going bigger or what does that look like? So, um, I, all the work that I usually do to my trucks, um, I usually do it between me and my two cousins, Matt okay. and Tim. Uh, they've been very helpful with me throughout the years of all the trucks. Um, my cousin, Matt, he's, he's, he's been the one that's, uh, He's kind of on my side with more things like I'm more of a, a, a fixed vein type guy. Okay. Now where I have, you know, Matt's over here trying to push, you know, let's do a VVT setup. The truck will spool a lot faster yep. and don't get me wrong, it would. And that it, that would be something nice, say, for if I was towing trailers. Right. But for what I use the truck, uh, what what application the truck's used for, I'd rather keep a big single on it. Well, I think there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot there for the application. You know, I get right. a lot of guys on the phone. Hey, you know, like you just said, my cousin, my one cousin says they go this route, my other cousin and I like this route. And I get guys who are like, oh, well, my buddy said that I can run a big S400 and I can do this and I can do that. Will the truck run? Yeah, the truck will run, but it's about spool up. And we talk about this time and time and right. time again. It's always about the reaction or the the response, if right. you will, of how the turbo comes into play. Exactly. You know, coming from like my truck, you know, being a, it's a Cummins, a little different platform, but a stock over an S400. By 1200 RPM, the truck's in boost. You know, that thing's a dream to tow with. You know, this, like right now, how it just shifted and it was at 1500 at no boost, this thing, I mean, you'd be working against itself to keep the trailer going. Yeah. You'd have to use manual mode and tap shift, which is an option, but yeah. again, you're working around a turbocharger. You're right. driving around it. Right. I'm, I'm on the highway, uh, I do a lot of highway driving. Um, typically, the truck, uh, when it's in six gear lockup, it will those rpms will be super low so the turbo obviously yep. will be running no boost um that's the time where it's kind of like all right you know what i mean it's you know a vvt in this situation or a vgt turbo in this situation would be perfect yeah i mean just as reference you know we have another you know the second truck i'll be in here shortly but we're at 1600 rpm at 70 mile an hour the truck's making one pound of boost if i floor it i'm still flooring it it just got to five pounds so from 70 to 75 mile an hour, a little bit of smoke behind us. I mean, it it took it took a little bit of time to get the turbocharger in motion. These are the type of drivability scenarios that we're always talking about when we're talking about going to a bigger style turbocharger. There's different variable veins as well. Just because you put a variable vein on a truck doesn't mean that's not going to be laggy. There's a lot that goes into it in the dimensions and exhaust housings and 
turbine wheels and turbine profiles, the fin blade count, things of that nature. But again, like I said before, all things considered, I mean, it drives nice. Yeah. I'd like it to spool a little quicker, but that's just, I'm old. <laughs> old so. I mean, it. I can't complain with how it drives. Um, spooling could be an issue sometimes. Um, typically, like if someone, if I'm on the highway, let's say, and you know, like I said, I'm in six gear lockup and some guy pulls up next to me, I will throw it down in a tap shifter. Tap and, it, go yes, down, and I'll right. tap it down to like, you know, fifth gear, top of fifth, and the turbo, it'll be right on top of the charger, and all I gotta do is just lay into it and we're yeah, going, we'll but. Go. And like you said, you know, you don't use this truck as a tow rig. Yeah, no. This is your daily driver, this is your play toy. I, I know that you've done, you know, some drag strip stuff, some sled pull stuff, I'm sure, you know, stuff like that. This yep. isn't your, you know, oh, I'm gonna hook up an RV and go cross country <laughs> with the family or anything yeah, like no. that. But. Very cool. Well, Joe, I appreciate you taking the time letting me drive your truck. I'm going to lean on it one more time here. That's fine. <laughs> do some uh, do some tow haul settings on this and just get one nice roll. And then, guys, we're going to follow up with the next truck. All right, so we're back from the ride-along. Uh, you guys really did do a good job of kind of getting behind this truck and letting people know what does it feel like, what does it sound like, what are the benefits. Chris, I, I was interested to hear you talking about some of the drawbacks of, of being in this truck mm -hmm. because I think five years ago, this you would have built this same truck. And, I mean, I mentioned that, and I'm a big advocate of that. You know, coming in, I've worked now here five years, okay? Um, five years ago, I had straight pipe, six-inch stack, five-inch straight pipe <laughs> exhaust systems. And then I realized that my mindset started to change when I built the 07 regular cab yeah. that had two mufflers, four-inch exhaust, you know? Um, I... I mention in the second clip right that we're about to get into i think it's an era and it's an age group you know joe he's a younger kid you know, he's just turned 21 Jesus, um, when you. i got in the diesels <laughs> when i got in the diesels when i was 18 17 i wanted to blow smoke i wanted a loud truck i wanted the most obnoxious turbo whistle you could ever have yeah well now i, I don't want to be in that every day i i don't need that so for me i like the quietness Okay. <laughs> so it's an age thing, you know. Um, I said something to our boss over at Calibrated Power, Nick, you know, yeah, Nick yeah. Pregnants. I do know him, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? You know him a little bit. Um, but I remember when he threw me the keys to his Denali, you know, probably second week I was here. I was like, this thing ain't that cool. It's not, not even loud, man. You hear a little turbo. And he was like, uh, settle down there, fella. Settle down there, fella. <laughs> and, you know, that was probably like the first taste, you know, that yeah. little, little bit of like, damn, quiet, reliable listen to some music you don't have to have it you know banging have the windows down in the middle of the summer and not hear that nasty ass drone yeah so i was sold and over the years you know kind of crazy that here we are fast forward and now joe you got that exact chance you got that opportunity to get into your first 500 plus horsepower emissions equipped lml um we're gonna kick over to that audio again here real shortly but what is what is your overview of driving this 20 mike's is a 2012 2013 2013, 2013. i'm sorry 2013 uh lml it's not a denali nope it's an ltz it's leather you know it, it has a lot of the you it's know, nice it's, nice almost the yep. right. it's almost the same it's almost the same almost um what were your feelings what was the difference of driving your truck every day to jumping into this thing for the first time well the first thing that i noticed was um right when i got into it i guess you'd say you know laying in the throttle you hear nothing and that's <laughs> definitely a game changer man it's definitely a game changer you know when i start my truck in the morning super loud that's all you hear 
getting in that thing, yeah. I couldn't even imagine. It's it's you know I I feel like driving the truck, listening to opera music. It's so nice in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> By the way, we did get in the truck, and Mike had Adele playing. He did. He did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like this guy. Right. Um. But no. Um. The power of it. It's it's definitely something different. Um. You know, if you've never had a driven a truck that's emissions compliant, tuned, and everything, I definitely suggest it. You know what I mean? Um. The like I said, the power. It's it's the same but different it's it's very hard to explain um the the way the power comes in on the truck that you know with stock emissions stock turbo it's obviously going to be a lot different than mine but i'm kind of leaning towards more of the side that i want to throw emissions equipment back on my truck man i mean <laughs> it's definitely nice driving it being quiet um i could just change the exhaust for that but um i think one thing to touch on is the power delivery is much different. You have a much bigger turbo on the truck. The emissions isn't really hindering the power delivery, you know, depending on the the strategy and tuning. Now, well, well that's a good point to bring up, Chris, because we are looking at two different trucks. Yes. They're not, it, it's, we didn't take a, an emissions equipped truck and delete it and then drive them side by side, right? Yeah. You have a turbo, you have a fuel system. This might have a lift pump on it at the most for a fuel system. It's stock fuel, stock yeah. turbo. Uh, it, it does have emissions equipment, so there's a difference in how aggressive you're going to make it. We're also not the ones who tuned your truck, where you're not running on a Duramax tuner tune. So there's a difference in the tuning to yep. it. There, there's a lot of differences between these vehicles. And, and believe me, listeners, we know that. Uh, you know, we do realize that. I mean, I gave you the rebuttal when not, we first right, you know, came into this. Right, exactly, but, of like, well, what the fuck does that prove? And I'm like, <laughs> I think, I think what, it, what, it, what we wanted to do is we wanted to give Joe somebody who, who has been passionate, who in his interview talked about deleting LMLs. Um, we wanted to give you an opportunity to see what the other side of that fence looked like, to see what, what your other options were. It's not going to be as fast. It's not going to run the same quarter mile yeah. time. It's not going to hit the same horsepower number. But what did you spend? What are you willing to give up? What is the situation you're in? What are your options? We just want to bring up the fact that this this other thing over there, being emissions equipped power, it can be really fucking cool. Oh, and, yeah. and, and that's what we're, we're really hoping to see is if it's something that you enjoyed. So I think now's a good time to kick over to that and uh, we'll see how much you enjoyed it. Yep. Me and Joe are in Mike Gutschel's truck. Mike Gutschel is a tech over at the shop at Calibrated Power Duramax Tuner. So we improvise. That's what I do on a daily basis. So, uh, Joe, uh, thank you for joining me on this uh, next trip, hey, no drive, problem. if you will. No problem, man. Um, well, what this is, this is a 2013 uh, 2500 LTZ LML Duramax. Uh, pretty much bone stock. It's got a lift pump and a tune. You know, fairly straightforward. Made about 540, 530 to the rear tire. Uh, it's got a cool set of. Uh, 20 by nine, you know, black fuel Maverick wheels on a 33 inch mud grain tire. Um, but other than that, stock intake, stock exhaust, uh, nice and quiet. So that's the first thing I'm gonna note here, guys, is it's nice and quiet. So Joe, you've been driving the truck, you know, we've been 10 minutes into this drive, kind of getting a feel for it. Now the last truck that, you know, we were just in was yours, which we don't have to recap because that's yeah. gonna be in this clip prior. Uh, what's your first, uh, you know, feel? What's the first characteristics, you know, first experience like? Oh man, it's uh, it's it's super quiet, man. Yeah. Um, I don't know, 
I've always been a guy for loud trucks, but this may be changing me, man. Um, yeah. The power level's nice. Uh, I love that I'm not hearing my, you know, no drone. That's the first thing. There's no drone at all. And it's it's really it's really starting to come after me, man. I'm really starting to like it. Um, truck drive's really smooth. Um, this is my first compliant truck drive I've ever drove. Right, right. So um, it's definitely a game changer for me. Um, but no, man. I mean, I like it so far. It definitely drives smooth, and the and the power delivery is there. You know. You know, one of the things that I you know when I first came into our company, you know, started working for Nick back in uh, the beginning of 2014. Um, one of the things that we always talked about, you know, I came from the other Cummins stuff. I've had a couple of Duramaxes in the past. I always liked loud, loud you know, trucks were always cool. So I, I think there's a couple of things that come into that, but I, I think that there's a demographic and an age group. Uh, when I was your age, you know, it was always loud, obnoxious. You know, I had hook stacks on trucks, bed stacks on <laughs> trucks, five-inch straight pipe exhaust, whatever. Um, and back then, you know, the diesel industry was was a lot younger. It wasn't as matured as it is now. Not matured in a perspective of you're older and oh, I'm gonna keep one truck one way or the other, but matured in the aspect of as technology has improved and as we've been able to set these trucks up, you don't need a five inch straight pipe <laughs> exhaust to make 500 horsepower no. or 600 or 700 horse, you know. But you know, six, seven, eight, nine years ago, I mean, that was kind of the thing, you know, you, that's what you did. You no, you put a big exhaust you could on a runway. Now as technology is advanced, you know, we're able to kind of do that with more of the stocker trucks and granted there's other moving parts, you know, like this has, but, uh, you know, the power delivery, I mean, granted the turbochargers are a little different <clears throat> and what I had mentioned prior was this truck is a stock turbo truck. Your truck is a aftermarket turbo. It has one of our generation one style 67 sevens. That's correct. Um, so there is a little bit of difference in the spool up and the drivability perspective, but we're still within somewhat of the same power range. Yeah. Okay. And I want to point out a couple things with this um, stock LML turbo, 540-ish, 530-wheel horsepower limited. You can push it to 550-ish, but the turbocharger is out of its efficiency range. So one of the things that guys, you know, when I'm on the phone with, oh, well, my LB7, right, stock turbo made 570. Okay, well, you know, your tuner is throwing and driving the hell out of that turbo <laughs> to make that happen. Uh, it's all in efficient hot air. You know, a couple yeah. months later, they have a motor failure, whatever that looks like, right? So there's, just because the turbo can support that or offer you that power doesn't mean that's necessarily the best. So the specific turbo for the power number and the efficiency and keeping temperatures in check all kind of come together. Um, but nonetheless, we're still within about 60 to 70 horsepower between trucks. Very common for guys to throw a bigger turbocharger on a stock injector, stock injection pump, or a little bit aftermarket injection pump in the LML world, uh, and see the drivability, you know, comparisons and differences. So, for your truck, in my opinion, you know, you hook up to a trailer, you can tow with it, but you'd have to drive around yeah. some of the turbocharger. I mean, this is foolproof. It's stock OE stuff. You know, just the calibration, get in it, freaking go. Yeah. Um, but like you said before, quiet. You know, I don't have the drone out the exhaust, the tailpipe on my. You know, side to me. This is just a nice, quiet driving truck. Yep. Now, what we're going to do here in a minute, guys, is <clears throat> Joe's been driving it. I'm going to take the wheel. I'm going to beat on this thing a little bit. We're going to do a couple uh, straight pulls, if you will. Maybe break in his truck and maybe do like a, a light launch. I don't know. It's not my truck, I mean, right? I, I, hey, whatever works. Man. It was donated. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. <laughs> All right, guys. So we'll catch up with you in a minute. Uh, we're going to swap swap drivers and we'll go from there. All right, guys. We swap seats. I am now behind the steering wheel of this 2013 LML, and what a treat, just tow in, 
just getting it. That 40 to about 75, 80 mile an hour right there. Uh, it's smooth, you know. I get a lot of guys, they'll call in, you know, we'll do a setup, you know, maybe it's a turbo, maybe it's just tuning. And they're like, yeah, you know, the truck gets fast, but it's, it's not like, oh my God. And you have to kind of explain to them, and we have the same thing with guys on the dyno. Um, there's a difference between an, an, an aggressive or an abrupt power band uh, versus a truck where it's just very smooth and consistent. And that's the drivability that, you know, is always talked about, or us over at Calibrated Power Durham X2 always talk about. You can make a power number, but to make that power number as drivable and as efficient throughout the whole RPM window as possible is something else. And that's where quality calibrations, R&D, testing, getting miles on these trucks, that's where all that comes into play. Um, and this truck definitely is no slouch. This is a nice... Chris, do you hear that? Because I don't hear nothing. That's nice and quiet. I don't hear nothing. I mean, it's growing on me, man. I'm telling you, for myself, I came to terms with liking the quieter stuff. I think uh, when I got into my, my late, my mid-late 20s and had a kid, then it was a little different. You know, I had my daughter in the back of my truck, and she's watching her DVDs or whatever. It's nice to be able to hear her if she says something or asks a question, not, hold on, hon, I got a five-inch <laughs> exhaust going out my Cummins, and those are droney some bitches, so... We're gonna, as promised, just do a little light launch, nothing crazy.
that that's their heart and soul, right? That's what they invest all of their tuning efforts into. Um, you know, it's just it, it's just it, it is crazy to me that four or five years ago, five or six years ago, we would have not have been in this situation driving a, a north of 500 wheel horsepower truck, tune only, bone stock otherwise, other than like I said, a lift pump, and uh, you know, having a little bit of fun in the mix. <laughs> I agree with you. Um, the power on this truck, man, it's they're making me want to go put, a, put an emissions compliant exhaust in my truck and the DPF back on it. <laughs> It sounded like you enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah, man. It was uh it's definitely different, dude. Uh I mean I'm it's definitely something that I'm not used to, but uh it's not that I you know what I mean? It's not that I hate it. I mean it's it's definitely something nice. I, I enjoy driving that truck. <laughs> and well, we sure. proved that the emissions can do boosted launches too on this truck. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh thanks, Mike, uh who owns that truck. Yeah. We, hey, we I really, gave him multiple hey, multiple. Really shout appreciate outs. it. Yeah. You got him, man. Uh no, so so I think what is cool here is is, is we did we did kind of achieve our goal, right? To to give you a chance to see what the other thing was. You didn't have a truck where you said, Am I gonna delete it or not? You went and you bought a truck and it had these mods on it. And you were like, cool, and you ran with it. Yep. And we get that. We understand some guys are going to end up with deleted trucks and you're not in a place where it really matters. And that's fine, man. We're not here to convert atheists to believers, right? <laughs> like, all we're saying is that if you are that guy who's who's in that situation, who's weighing out what his options are, if your emissions equipment hasn't failed, what are you doing? You, you know, what what's the benefit? What are you getting? There is a sound difference. Right. Is that a bad thing? Like, I think it just depends on the use of the truck and, and really what you're after. But I think, you know, as Joe in the beginning of this episode, deleting the truck, that's the main focus. That's the main gain. That, yeah. That's what you're after. And I think that's a younger crowd or, you know, maybe that person that this is their first diesel. Right. Right. And they're new to it. And that's what they're after. You know, they've never experienced something like that before. So. After you gain a little bit more experience um, and you're seasoned to it, so to speak, I do think that your mindset and your wants change a little bit. Absolutely. So. Well said, Chris. Uh, well, on that note, we want to give a final shout out to our sponsors, Calibrated Power, DuramaxTuner.com for making the show happen, uh, Exergy Performance, and WC Fab. They are our actual um, full sponsors for the show. So we really rely on them and we ask our listeners to to rely on them as well. Give them a call, talk to them about the products that you're looking for, your fuel systems, your intakes, your air upgrades, anything you need along those lines. Uh, one of those two guys can help you out. Uh, Joe, any final thoughts that you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, I just want to go ahead and appreciate and thank you guys for letting me on the show today. Um, thank you, Chris, for coming do a ride along with me and allowing hey, me man. to drive Mike's truck with you guys. Um, but no, definitely... Um, it definitely changed your mindset on the way you look at things. Just like Chris said with uh, the whole thing on, you know, it's an age group thing. Younger kids want something louder. Once you get older, you want something quieter. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Well, I'll you're, up... you're still fucking young, so yeah. go ahead and enjoy it. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> well, guys, this has been Paul. And Chris Hemke. And Joe. Thanks for listening. 
The Diesel Performance Podcast is brought to you by Calibrated Power Solutions, home of DuramaxTuner.com. Calibrated Power develops emissions-equipped calibrations for a wide variety of diesel powertrains, including the Duramax, Cummins, Power Stroke, John Deere, Case, New Holland, and many more. For more information and great customer service, check out CalibratedPower.com or call 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. By the way, we did get in the truck and Mike had Adele playing. He did. He did. <laughs> <laughs>